Welcome to Encounter Grace, where we come face to face with God's work in the world for our good. Join host Jason McKnight as we explore practical issues of community, theology, and leadership in everyday life. Welcome to Encounter Grace. We're glad you're here. I'm Jason McKnight, and it's going to be a great day because in the studio with us today, we have my best friend, who's also my wife, named Susan. Susan, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So we just celebrated 20 years of marriage, and this is not going to be a podcast on marriage. It's actually going to be on parenting because one of the things that uh, Susan does so well is that she is a fantastic mom. She pursues our boys and gets them talking. She, uh, of course, cooks us great meals and gets us all sort of uh, working out. Um, But (laughs) the other thing that she does is she's always reading about parenting and and i'm not but but what she does is she listens to her friends and what helped them and then she finds out what they've learned and she starts reading these things now the great news is she underlines and she tells me what she's read so i don't have to read it and i thought huh maybe over the next few months of encounter grace podcasts we could have susan share some of the things she's learned that have helped us in our parenting so, Susan, we're going to do that today. Um, we have a book you read most recently, even though it's about 10 years old, called Scream Free, not Screen, but Scream Free Parenting, How to Raise Amazing Adults by Learning to Pause More and React Less. All right, where did you hear about this book? Yes, I heard about it from a friend, Hope Schaefer texted me and said, I just listened to the best podcast. You got to listen to this. It was on Donald Miller's Business Made Simple podcast. We both love Donald. Um, it was the title of that. this actual podcast was what leadership and parenting have in common. Huh. And I'm very intrigued, always interested in leadership things and always interested in parenting. And so I thought, wow, what do they have in common? And in fact, they have a lot in common. So that's where I heard about it because Hal Rungle, I think that's mm-hmm. how Donald would say his name, um, was being interviewed by Donald on this interview, on, on this podcast. So that's where I heard of his book and it made me want to get his book and read it. And so I did. And so you read it. And now just so that we can have the bottom line up front, what, what's the main takeaway? Wow. The main takeaway that's so hard because I've never read a book where they tell you to focus on your kids less. But he did that in this book. So that intrigued me. Um, He said things like the biggest need that kids have are for their parents not to need them. Hmm. So I'm taking in all these things going, wow, this is kind of a mind shift for me. But after I finished the book and all these great tidbits, um, I came to you and you asked me that. You're like, what's it about? I said, well, the biggest takeaway for me is that I'm not responsible for my child or for my children. I'm responsible to them. Um, And it's when we think we're responsible for them that that's when a lot of things start going downhill. And you don't mean I'm not responsible to provide them with shelter. You mean I'm not responsible for their behavior. Exactly. For their actions, their behavior, their decisions, and on and on and on. Okay, so get us into this concept. I'm not responsible for my kids, their actions, their behavior. I'm responsible to them. What does that mean? Give us the background. Explain how he gets us there. Right. Well, think about it like this. What do we want for our kids? 
I mean, it's really, it's not much, right? We want them to love Jesus. We want them to love and value and respect other people, all other people. We want them to invest their lives in eternal things. We want them to have fun and have great relationships. We want to have amazing relationships mm -hmm. with them. Mm -hmm. We want them to yeah. become men of integrity, yeah, godly character. I mean, it's not, really, it's not that much to ask, <laughs> no. right? So these are great. And by Friday, right? Can exactly. we have this all by exactly. next week? Exactly. So these are great mm. desires and hopes. Yeah. And, um, but what happens when these things aren't going this way? Hmm. What happens? Hmm. We start to see when our kid is 10 months old, 10 months old. Oh, wow. He does have a sin nature. In fact, it's like a sin nature of a 16-year-old. He's only 10 months old. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's sad as they're young like that, and you start to see that, and then it just gets frustrating. Hmm. And you just want to yell at them and say, if you would just do things the way I would tell you to, life would be a lot easier, mm -hmm. a lot better for you as well as for me. I've had experience. I've been through this. Yeah, yeah. You can avoid a lot of things, that type stuff. Hmm. What we want our kids to learn from our verbal cues, it's often they're going to learn best from their own mistakes. And that's mm. so hard for us. That's so frustrating <laughs> yeah, for us. Um, so what happens as they make those mistakes or make bad decisions or mm. choose things that we know just aren't the best things for them, I tend to get incredibly anxious mm -hmm. about my kids yep. and their, their choices most of the time anxious about their bad choices yeah, and angry and, and angry and, about it. And mm. all this stuff starts boiling up inside me. And so what do I do? What happens to all that stuff? Well, I scream. <laughs> okay. Scream, scream. So scream free parenting. Okay. In so, other words, yeah. I react emotionally to the mm. situation and I make it worse. Now I don't just do this. I've seen you do this. No, not it's me. It's not just a female thing. <laughs> no. It's we so all do this. Like we, it's not a literal scream, but it's an emotional reaction to the situation. Exactly. That's gone it's wrong. emotional reactivity. That's yeah, what it is. Um, so there's different ways of screaming. Huh, yes, yeah. I can scream yeah. with my voice, and I have done that before. I'm not a big Yell. screamer, but I have yelled at my kids. Um, but there's other ways too. We can disconnect from them. Hmm. Uh, you know, you could get so mad at the kid that you're just sick of trying to relate to them because they're making the dumbest decision. And yeah. so we just disconnect from them because I'm tired of trying. It's just not ever working. We overcompensate. That's another way we scream. Hmm. Well, that could look like my child isn't taking their schoolwork seriously enough. And if they don't do that, they're not going to get good grades. And if they don't do that, they're not going to get into a good college. And if they don't do that, you right, know, you right. go we're, down we're that road. 20 years down the road. And so, well, let me just help them with this night's homework. And then, right. well, I'll just help them through this month. It's a hard month. I'll, I'll do it with them, with them, you know. Yeah, and yeah. then, well, I've helped them this year do their homework for them. You know, so you're overcompensating. <laughs> Before you realize it, you've taken over and you're doing it for him or for her. Hmm. We also scream by manipulating our kids. Maybe I'm the only one who do this, who does this. 
I might but, not be smart enough. <laughs> well, it's when we pull out the, how could you do this to me? Oh, I am smart. Yeah, okay, I've I got you. done so much for you, <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, we scream yeah. by avoiding them. That's similar to hmm. the disconnect. Mm-hmm. Um, we withhold. Which is different than saying, I need to just take a five-minute break yes. before doing it. But, but yeah, to go a day or two or three or four avoiding them yes. and just saying, I, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. 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 Good, and good. then making that a habit. <clears throat> we scream by withholding love. I'm embarrassed to say I... Hmm did this when one of our boys started puberty he got real he got to the point where he didn't want anybody to touch him like mm. i couldn't even hug him anymore and um i had a very mature response to that and i said well fine you know inside i was like i'm not gonna touch him again and i it's yeah. hard to remember that i'm the adult in the relationship sometimes so that's another way of screaming though mm. Um, and then just flat out, like we said, yelling at them yeah, and losing yeah, your yeah. head. So I think the biggest struggle as parents, and this is what Hal says in the book, it's not going to be the iPhones. It's not going to be the, the um, bad influences on our kids. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the drugs and alcohol we're so worried mm-hmm. about. The biggest struggle we have as parents is our own emotional reactivity hmm. to things. Um, there's so much we can't control about life. And w- when you become a parent, that is to the max, yeah, you realize we can't control, we can't so control anything mm-hmm. about our parenting. So what do we do about that? Well, in Screen Free Parenting, he says, don't focus on what you can't control, but focus on what we can control. So now we're getting a little bit closer to understanding um, I'm not responsible for my child, I'm responsible to my child. Hmm. Because what can I control? Me. My reactions, my responses. My reactions, exactly. That's good. So, okay, like one more time with feeling the most important thing about parenting in this book as we're as we're just wrestling right now isn't necessarily that the kids learn something specific or do something specific or stand in a certain way. It's something deeper. It's me. Right. He says parenting isn't about parents. Parenting isn't about kids. It's about parents. Hmm. Hmm. I, I don't know that I've heard that very often. The greatest factor to your child's growth process is your own continued growth as a parent. Now, this is what Frank and Debbie Gay, when they came a few years ago and did a parenting seminar at Grace, this is along the lines of what they were saying too. But we want... Yeah, just because your kid is in school doesn't mean you have to be in middle school. Exactly. That's what they were saying. Exactly. Remember who the adult is in in the relationship. We want a better way of parenting that doesn't make our kids fear us. But instead, it helps our kids respect us Mm. and then helps them be open to our influence, right? Right. Because we want to influence them. Kevin Lehman talks about this um, in some of the studies that we did as a house church. He talks about parenting um, from a power position or from a position of power. Well, they're going to obey me. I'm going to make them obey me. And you're scaring them into it. Well, that'll work for a little while Mm -hmm. up until the kids are a certain age. But you know what? They're going to get as big as you or bigger than you. (laughs) They might even start working out. They can take you. You know, at one point in the long run, that's not going to work. So so don't start with that. Hmm. And he was really big on saying start instead with parenting out of a relationship with your kids. And I think that's helps our kids learn to respect us and then helps put us in a better position in their eyes to be able to influence them. Mm-hmm. This is how, how Hal said it in the book. The only way to retain a position of, of influence 
over our kids is to regain a position of control over ourselves. Oh, that's good. That's good. The only way to retain a position of influence over our kids is to regain a position of control over ourselves. Exactly. Keep going. Keep going. This is good. Well, and that goes to being responsible to them for uh-huh. how I act, right. not for them and how they act. So what am I responsible for? I'm responsible for how I think and feel and act. Again, not for them. Not, not um, for them and how they act. But I am responsible towards them for how I think, feel, and behave. So I'm not responsible for my child and the choices she makes. I'm responsible to her for how I behave in response to the choices. And this is a little hard to get because everything, you know, hey, the dad, he's protecting his kids and providing for his kids. Dad and mom together are protecting and providing their kids. And and, and those are responsibility words. Exactly. And it's like, yes, I have responsibility for this little family and I'm going to stand before God to raise them right. Well, yes, that's all true. But in a narrower definition, I'm not responsible for their forgotten homework. I'm not responsible for the fact that they got in a little bumper uh, car accident. Right. You know, I'm responsible to them for how I respond. Exactly. Exactly. This is good. This is this is helpful. This is. I mean, I'm learning. Even again, we talked about this weeks ago, but yeah, it's the phrase you can take. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't yeah. make him drink. I can teach my kids all day long till I'm blue in the face what it means to obey. Mm-hmm. I can force them to do it, especially as they're little, yeah. all the time. And, and I can right. spank it into them. Um, but at the end of the day, it's his or her choice whether they actually obey me or not. Mm-hmm. So he or she is responsible for that choice, and I'm not. <laughs> you can't force a heart to change. Yeah. That's what we're really saying here. You can woo it. But you can't force it. And that's what we're talking about. So let's think about this. What does this really look like? Mm -hmm. Um, You find out your kid has done something really stupid. So you have a 17-year-old, and you find out he's gone drag racing on a (laughs) country road at 100 miles an hour. Or you have Please tell me we're not talking about our... No, no. no, (laughs) This one has not happened to us. Um, Or you have a 13-year-old girl, and you learn she sent Mm. some suggestive pictures out on Snapchat. Mm. Or you have a six-year-old girl, and she just threw eggs on their neighbor's car one day. Mm. Okay, yeah. so, so all these things, yeah. These are all bad choices, uh-huh. stupid choices, however you want to say it. And how do you react? Well, clearly, you are livid. Mm-hmm. This is not how I raised this child. I taught him. I taught her. I taught her better than this. So what do you do? You go in and you yank him out of that bed while he's sleeping because you find out about it once they've already gone to bed. You confront him hmm. and you give it to him. <laughs> there. That should take care of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's done. It's great. I feel better. I know. <laughs> exactly. That's the problem. That's the problem. That didn't do it yeah. because there's no heart it. change. Now, we know this from actual experience. Although yeah. we haven't had a kid do any of these three things, one time we did find out about a stupid decision one of ours did, and we did go in while he was sleeping, and we <laughs> yanked him up out of that bed, and we had this conversation, yeah. screaming in his face. We raised you Not better quite than screaming, this. but yelling. Okay, yelling. Or what's, talking sternly. What's the difference? 
and th- saying oh, all these things. And where oh, did it? Why do they let us parent? Where did it get us? Yeah, right. It didn't get right. us anywhere because we didn't see a heart change come about because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. There was no um, openness in him to learn from us at that moment, especially. So what would be a better way? Here's what I wish we would have done. Hmm, yeah. When we found out this news of what one of our boys had done, I wish we would have left them in bed that night and mm-hmm. we would have talked about it, expressed our anger to each other, mm-hmm, <laughs> vented mm-hmm. yeah, in yeah. a safe place. And if Jason hadn't been home, I could have called a friend to do this with. You just need somebody else to kind of work through it at times, to gain some perspective, to calm yourself down. Um, to go to bed and spend time with the Lord when you go to bed Mm. or when you get up and say, Lord, what's really bothering me here? And for us, in our situation, it was my pride. I was just embarrassed that my kid was developing a reputation I did not want him to have. Was it life-threatening what he did? No. Yeah, Um, Was it stupid? Yeah. Did he know better? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. he's only (laughs) 8 or 12 or 15. Right. Don't I do things? And I know better, and I'm much older than that, right? So I wish we would have had a conversation about it the next day. Mm-hmm. And that's, you look back on these scenarios and you say, okay, have a conversation about it later and say, so this happened. Right. Tell me more about it. Yep. How'd you get to this point? Yep. Don't ask why. I learned that early on. Don't ask mm. why somebody does something because you can't answer the question, why did you sin? Because we're sinners and we sin and there's no rhyme or reason a lot of times Mm -hmm, (laughs) for mm -hmm. why we do what we do because we are all messy. So tell me more about that. Do you realize eggs don't really come off a car? Mm -hmm. I don't know if they do or not, but I mean, ask them an honest question. Um, Do you realize the picture you sent on Snapchat? It could be out there now for good. Um, Do you know that that actual country road you drag raced on, people walk on that road. Mm -hmm. You could have hurt somebody. You could have killed somebody. And then as you calmly talk about it, um, you do eventually get to the punishments and the consequences. Right, the outcomes. um, The outcomes from it. But to have a conversation when you're in a calm place Mm -hmm. is going to give more opportunity for you to be able to influence your child after that happens. So my emotional reactivity does not help my child grow. One of the things Hal talks about is anxiety transfer. Tell mm-hmm. us about that. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are we talking about there? Because I think this is really helpful. Yeah, he tells a story. You remember the movie um, with Steve Martin bringing down the house and it's yeah. got Queen Latifah yeah, yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah. And I, it, I remember it being funny, but it was probably before I had kids. So I, it, right. it, you know, I'm not saying it's appropriate. I'm just saying it was funny because of those two characters. And, and Steve Martin is a dad and his daughter went out one night to a party and stayed out all night and she came home. Well, she came home and he said, where have you been? And she started telling him she was at a party and everything in him wanted to Rage, right? Go off. He was so worried about her. He was so scared. What did you get into? He was so, but somehow Queen Latifah, yeah, his new hip streetwise friend, was able to say to him, "Keep it cool, just mm-hmm. just listen to her, just hear her out." And so he did. And he does all the funny facial, yeah, you know, yeah, contortions. You can tell he's trying to hold it all in. But as his daughter tells him what happened at the party. In fact, she told him way more than he probably wanted to know. (laughs) But then what does she do? 
She throws her arms around his neck and she exclaims, Oh, Dad, I'm so glad to be able to talk to you about all this. I have so much more I want to tell you. So it's a movie. It's a funny story. But it's happened to me before when Mm -hmm. I have been calm rather than screaming. And um, it invites my boys in a little bit more. So imagine that same scene, but a different response from Steve Martin. The stuff boiling on the inside comes out. Comes out and he rages. He rages. Mm. He starts screaming. um, And what happens to her? She feels defensive. She starts screaming back. And she's closed off. There's no way she's going to tell him everything else that's happened at that party. Well, then there's no opportunity for him to say, you know why this is dangerous? Mm -hmm. Or you know what I worry about for you? Or you know what? Because they're ramped up at this level. And it's not... It's not helping their relationship go anymore. She's not respecting him and his authority, and she's not open to his influence in her life. Mm. So giving in to our reactivity ends up creating the very outcomes that we want to avoid. That's really, really helpful. And, and one of the things, in order to be in charge, you have to be in control right. of yourself. Like exactly. I think in order to be in charge, i got to be in control of my kids. Right. But yes. no, I got to be in control of myself and my reactions, my reactivity. Right. right. This is super helpful. And my anxiety transfers onto them. And so in the Steve Martin example, she just shuts down because the dad goes crazy. Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And it's interesting, you know, the, the, what we were talking about the, a minute ago about us getting our little guy up and saying, no, this, I mean, our, our middle school guy up and saying, no, this is not how we do it and being stern and sort of shocking him. That didn't do it, but it did make us feel like, well, we're trying to instill in him and, and we feel better. Right. But the conversation the next day yes. was helpful. And if we could have avoided the, yes. the, let's get this boy out of bed at 10 o'clock. Exactly. We just had that conversation. And I really feel like the times that we have not responded well, I can think of a, an, an argument I had after school one day with one of the boys and and it ended where we were both in tears. Mm-hmm. Um, that ended up being the sweetest time because mm-hmm. as we got to the point where we were both in tears, um, I was able to say, I'm really sorry. I didn't handle this well. Mm-hmm. And that opened him up. Yeah. My humility, finally getting to that point, that opened him up and we were able to talk about it calmly. So don't think that, oh, no, I've messed everything up. Or in the moment when you do mess it up again, you're like, well, there I go again. No, just right. stop right then mm-hmm. and admit it and say, I, can we try this all over again? Yeah. Um, yeah. But in no way am I saying um, this means we don't discipline or we don't punish our kids anymore. Um, building a trusting relationships means we let the consequences go. That's not at all what I'm saying. Right, not touchy-feely and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. You get to those things because a child needs consequences. That's how they learn. Consequences, fences, boundaries. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I love love how Ruth um, Graham said it. She says, you've got to be persistent with your kids. You've got to follow through. And don't ever give them a command without seeing that it's obeyed. So I think that's very true. That means we don't tell our kids three, four, five times to do something. We help yeah. them learn, do this when they're really young, and it'll be a lot easier when they're older. We help them learn the first time we say it, it's time to go get ready for bed. We got to get up and make it happen with them. Yeah. Yep. So they learn to obey. Yep. But um, 
in order to be in charge, you have to help, you have to bring yourself under control. And right. so you need the Holy Spirit big time. Yeah. And you yeah. need to be constantly turning to him and asking him for help. Well, that was my next question is like, so this is great advice and, and, you know, it's not a Christian book. It's not a Christian publishing house per se. But, but he is a believer. But he is a believer. Okay. Well, where do you see this type of parenting in scripture's principles? Right. Um, I think one of the verses that comes to mind right away is from Proverbs 15, 1. Huh. And it says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's right. So the point is, when you don't lose your head in a situation, it changes the dynamics yeah. completely. And the dynamics we want to do is, again, we're not wanting to parent with power. We're wanting to parent towards a relationship. Right. Because as a child grows older and older, they're going to need more and more of your wisdom and your help and your mm -hmm. guidance. But they're going to be closed off to that uh, if you haven't worked hard at that relationship and worked mm -hmm. hard at wooing them to open their hearts to you. Let me ask you one last question. Um, what's your favorite thing about being a mom? What do you like the best? Um, I think Every stage just gets more fun. Hmm. You know, when they were a baby, I thought, oh, this is so fun because they're just this little chunk and I get to love them. And you, but then you start to see them smile and react to you. And, you know, then they become toddlers and they're all over the place, but they're having a ball. And then they start to reason. And so mm -hmm. you can have more conversations. Then you find you enjoy some of the same things together. So yeah. I yeah. think yeah. just as every stage that comes along, I, I like it better and better. And, and so my favorite thing is just spending time with them and getting to know them more and having fun and laughing and yeah. um, enjoying life. I mean, COVID was really fun for us as a family because we were stuck at home so much together. And there were trying times with that. There were, yeah. Um, but after dinner walks almost every night and, and all, all of a sudden the boys are saying, well, we better take the dog for the walk as yes. if it's you know, all for the dog. Yeah. And I'm a quality time person. So yeah, that's true. That, that kind of stuff just feeds me and, um, yeah. Well, sweetie, thank, I mean, Susan, thank you for taking this time to share with us what you've learned and what you've been going on. There, you know, you have read a lot of books on parenting, and I think over the next several months, maybe we'll invite you back a few times and, and tell us and help us some more things. Because I tell you what, if, if Susan or somebody can read a book and tell me the two or three takeaways, super helpful because I start to parent better even without having, you know, read 250 pages. Thank you. And thank you, Hal, for writing the book, Scream Free Parenting. And thank you for joining us. Like this episode and share it with others and comment and subscribe to the podcast. I hope this has been helpful for you. This is our, our goal is that we could all encounter grace together. And so we'll see you next time. Blessings. This is a ministry of Grace Fellowship Church in Kinston, North Carolina. Visit gracekinston.org or follow us on Facebook and Instagram.